Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. tonight 6 32 and uh it's an early one tonight this will go down in history what no oh god sorry it's trying to phone emergency because i'm pressing the off button um big match tonight england v wales right then come on um so uh, I've only got the Welsh, I haven't got an English flag. I've only got a Welsh flag. Um, so we're going to get this done. Uh, but I've uh, got quite a few questions, uh, which is always good. Actually, what's happened here? Uh, so if you do have a question, then you know, don't let it stop you. I will uh, see this through to the bitter end, and I will stay. Uh, but I'm sh I imagine people are interested in watching the World Cup, but I don't know, maybe they're not. I must put my name wrong. Styano. Uh, plastic surgeon. So, um, hoping everything's working. Is the audio working? Follow and unmute. Uh, I say unmute. Wouldn't be the first time that I have. Oh, that's a bit wonky, isn't it? Broken, so I'm trying to. Hello, oh, hello, Instagram. Oh, how do I do it? Corin's here. I'm gonna wave, but that is dodgy, right, guys? Let's get this done. Um, yeah, that's a new thing. Follow and unmute. It says there. Uh, so follow and unmute on Instagram. Can you follow? Yeah, of course you can follow. Hi, Jackie. Nice to see you again. Still here. Um, let me get rid of that. So if you've got any questions, I will ask them. Can I just assume the audio is working on Facebook? I'm assuming the audios, you can hear me. Oh, flip. Oh dear, this is unstable. It's unstable. Oh God, oh God. Instagram is unstable. Um, okay, let's do this. First question, no messing about. Yes, Doc, we can. Thank you, Julie. There is someone on Facebook and Julie is living proof of that. So, can I have a lipoma removed under general anaesthetic? Oh, sorry, and again, what? Can I have a lipoma removed under general anaesthetic if I have Erlos-Danlos syndrome? So, um, in general, I think the, the general answer to these sorts of questions is we always check with a person who's looking after your problem. Erlos Danlos, I'm putting that low. Erlos Danlos is a, um, I need a bit of blue tack, is a connective tissue disorder, which is, uh, gives uh, skin elasticity. So you, people can do that and uh, they have hyperelastic joints and things. And it does reduce your uh, ability to heal wounds. So you're gonna have an increased risk of wound healing problems with Erlos Danlos. So it will increase your risks, but it will 
it's not an absolute contraindication. So you have absolute contraindications. We're going to get to one later on. And you have relative ones. So I would say it's a relative one that it would increase your risk of um, wound healing problems. Now, usually with lipomas, they're just removed, we're just cutting skin, making an incision in the skin, and then the lipomas underneath the skin. So there's no tension. I'm not sure what microphone is. So there's no tension on the skin. Um, so wound healing usually isn't a big deal. I guess, I mean, you're saying a lipoma under general anaesthetic. That makes me think it's a big one because we tend to remove small lipomas under local anaesthetic. But um, anyway, in general terms, erlos loss is not a, an absolute contraindication. But as I say, we'd have to discuss with you the risk of increased uh, wound healing problems. So it will be a balancing that risk versus the benefits of removing the lipoma. Um, I have an uncolored mole on the side of my the bridge of my nose, and I was wondering if removal is possible due to its tricky position. I'm worried about the resulting scar and curious about my options. So I don't think I have seen a photo of this one, but an uncolored mole is usually what would be a uh, usually intradermal nevi, which are ray. They're usually raised because if it was an uncolored flat mole, that would be just an that wouldn't be a mole, would it? That would be like a piece of skin. So they're usually raised. I'm going to wave you, Ali. Oh, difficult. I'm worried the phone's going to fall. And they're usually raised. Um, and so uh, benign intradermal nevi. And so often with raised benign lesions, we can do shave excisions. So it really doesn't matter where it is, to be honest with you, because a shave excision just leaves a, a wound, a graze the size of the base. If you have to cut it out, then you're absolutely right. The nose is a tricky position. What are you saying? On my nose, on the on the side of the bridge of my nose. So bridge of my nose here, side here. So that's no, that's the canthus. So you're absolutely right. That's a tricky position. You've got to be careful with the eyelid. Do you want to put tension on the eyelid? Um, there's not a huge amount of spare skin. Same here on the alar, the sort of rim of the nose here. These are tricky positions. So if we have to cut them out, then that's a little bit more difficult because it might distort the anatomy if we're cutting out big big moles in those areas. If we can um, do shave excisions, then it just dist doesn't distort the anatomy quite so much and is less tricky. So if it's a, a raised, uncolored, benign thing, then it would be fine. If it was um, cut, if it was colored, then we would worry the pigment will go deeper than the level of the shave. And if it if we worry it wasn't. Uh, benign then we would have to excise it so that would make it a little bit more difficult so bottom line is probably be all right yeah in a nutshell can i have a tummy tuck if i have type 1 diabetes bit like the erlos danlos it's an app it's a sorry it's a relative contradiction not an absolute one so the simple answer is yes you can uh, but it's does make life a little bit more tricky because we have to be a little bit careful with your sugar um in terms of during the surgery and after the surgery because you'll be starved and what have you. So we have to be, be a bit mindful of that. And the other thing we need to be careful of is the fact that you will have an increased risk of infection because uh, diabetics have an increased risk of infections. So um, that is going to be something that you would have to be aware of. And again, balance those risks with the benefits. Um, and the other thing we may need to make sure is your diabetes is stable. So if your diabetes isn't stable, if your medication is being cha changed, then we would probably say, let's hold off until it's a little bit more stable. Um, Ali has got a question here, or at least a statement, tribal marks. What are you saying, Ali? Talk to me. Expand on that. You've got tribal marks. You want them removed? Are we talking about things on your face or 
is it you're asking for a friend what is tribal tribal mark so um if you can expand on that that'd be helpful um amy has got a question here what you got amy I have lost nine stone. I have had 360 tummy tuck, but still feel like I have loose skin above my belly button. Been told I could have a reverse tummy tuck, or should I have had a FDL? Uh, FDL doesn't, no, I don't necessarily think they, maybe you shouldn't have had an FDL. Sometimes um, you do have the, uh, loose skin above your belly button after a tummy tuck. A reverse tummy tuck is quite a big deal, Amy. I'll be honest with you. It would have to, uh, you know, but yes, that is the best way to directly address that skin of the upper abdomen. A normal tummy tuck or, or, a, or a sort of full or a circumferential tummy tuck doesn't really directly excise skin from above the abdomen, but it pulls it down. So it normally does benefit it to some degree, but there may well still be loose skin and you may need um, that addressed later on and probably the best way to address it is with a reverse abdominoplasty a fleur de abdominoplasty will take a, the skin from a side to side direction so it's really going for the waist it's going for the side to side rather than that skin underneath your breast so i'm envisaging a situation of a, a of a of a sort of fold if you like of skin underneath your breast in your upper abdomen that would be a a, a good candidate for a uh, a reverse abdominoplasty. You could consider liposuction if it's not really a proper fold of skin and just a bit of fullness. So sometimes that helps if there's a bit of fullness in the upper abdomen uh, after a tummy tuck. Uh, a, 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 um, liposuction might help, but if it is, you know, loose skin, I would say the best way to address it is by reverse abdominoplasty, which is a horizontal scar and it pulls that skin up tight. A uh, fleur de lis abdominoplasty would have given you an extra vertical scar. So the vertical scar will allow you to tighten in a side to side direction. But it sounds like your problem is underneath your breast, upper abdomen, up down. If you were sort of demonstrating someone what you want, you'd probably pinch it like that rather than pinching like that. Anyway, <clears throat> it's an option. You could have had, you could convert to a fluidly and have a horizontal, a, a vertical excision, but probably a reverse abdominoplasty is probably. Uh, if, if it is significant and if you've had a 360 tummy tuck I'm assuming you have a significant excess because that's quite a big op so reverse would be the way to go tribal marks are tribal marks in my forehead yeah okay so you want them removed so the thing I always say to people Ali about removing tribal marks basically scars removing scars is that no one can remove scars we can only make scars different so if there is something specific about the tribal marks, then maybe we can help in terms of the fact if they're a bit wide, if they're going in a bad direction, <clears throat> excuse me, on the forehead will be like this sort of direction. We, we try and do it in the lines of, uh, of where you have, <coughs> where you get wrinkles, which are going like that. So if it's not going like that, then that'll be bad. Centrally, you can have lines going like that, but uh, up there. So we could always change the direction of it if the direction wasn't good um if they're raised if they're dented there may be things we can do to help them but we won't be able to remove them so we might be able to change them if there's a specific problem that we can address but we won't be able to remove them so it's something to be have to be aware of prior to going down the route if you want ali you can always email a photo uh, to me and we can give you an idea of what could be possible uh if if you would want had to have something done um Amy, you are very well welcome. <coughs> Excuse I. Um, I have lost 15 stone, but I still have a BMI 36. Would you perform a tummy tuck? Good one, this. Um, 
because this is a patient I actually spoke to on the phone the other day and um, because they've been turned down by at least one, maybe a couple of surgeons and I think uh, slash hospitals and I think they're not unreasonable to to turn them down really it sounds awful but they uh, what I try and say is they're working on your behalf they're not working to to try and mess mess up your life or make life difficult for you they are trying to help um but because the risk of complications is higher with a higher bmi and we normally look at a bmi of 30 so 36 is quite a bit more than 30 um and that would increase your risks in terms of wound healing problems chest infections dvts pe's uh all sorts of complications also increases your risk of a poor cosmetic outcome because if you still have intra-abdominal fat you can have an, a, a barrel-shaped abdomen at the end of the surgery even once you've had a tummy tuck it, your tummy can still look barrel-shaped will get rid of the apron but if you've got in fat inside your abdominal cavity with your and with your stomach and what have you then we we won't remove that so you sometimes still can look quite big um, even after a tummy tuck so these are all discussions we have to have pre-optively um, and for me, it's not a flat no. I totally understand a lot of people do have flat nose above 30 or even 27, some people, and I completely understand that, and there is nothing wrong with that, and that's the safe way to operate. But I think some people um, will never get there. And I do also think, you know, in this situation where you've lost 15 stone, let's not, uh, let's not forget that. 15 stone is a huge, huge amount and also you're comfortable being that way you don't particularly want to be a lot lighter so you know as long as you can understand the risks associated with surgery and exactly what will be done with the surgery you know that that apron and skin will be removed but you might still look big um that might be an op option so i would it's not a flat no but it's a totally understand why people are flat knowing it but i would always talk to you about it and we hopefully come to a agreement between us rather than you asking me for something and me saying yes or no. I have a cyst on my scalp, which has been present for a few years, but I've recently had a hair transplant. Will I be suitable for cyst removal? Yes, you will. The only problem with doing a cyst removal on the scalp is that the, it'll leave a scar. So a cyst removal will leave a scar. And the problem when you haven't got much hair, I wouldn't know personally, but if you haven't got much hair, if your hair's sort of short cropped, if you have a scar, you get like a defect in the in the hair and it's a little bit more obvious if you've got short cropped hair so if you had a hair transplant and maybe it's all working fine and you've got a shock of hair and it looks fantastic then that's great and your scar will be hidden you won't see it assuming it's quite far back in your hairline however if you were to lose your hair in the future or if you are thinning at the moment then a scar can be a bit more obvious so paradoxically a scar can actually look quite good on someone who's completely shaved their scalp because it's just like a white line or someone who's got loads of hair because it's hidden in the hair. The worst sort of thing for a scar is having short cropped crew cut, sort of buzz cut, because then you see a defect in that. Same with the beard, you know, big massive beard, a scar will get lost in it. Clean shaven, the scar can often just look like normal skin, but actually with a short cropped, you know, trendy George Michael type beard like myself, uh, it can look a bit obvious with a, with a defect in the hair. So that's something to be aware of. So will I be suitable for system removal? Yes. Probably, probably yes. I haven't seen you or your cyst, but you have to be aware that the scar might be a bit more obvious. Some good questions today. Um, would you offer exchange of implants and mastopexy if I have Brugada syndrome? I've got to be honest, I had to Google this. Um, and I Googled it just tonight because I know that this this uh, 
this has been dealt with because the question the answer is always we would talk to the anesthetist and potentially talk to the doctor looking after your problem now brugada syndrome is a cardiac condition it's a heart condition and the anesthetist has actually already said no um they would not do an anesthetic on you so um and again a bit like the bmi thing we're trying to work with you here we're not trying to be unhelpful it's just because the risks are too great because of your cardiac condition so this is a, this would be in our in this circumstance an absolute contraindication to surgery um, because the risks are deemed to be too great it's interesting that you're offering you're asking for exchange of implants and mastopathy that assuming you've had implants put in and i wonder if you had your brugada syndrome when you had the implants put in but that's a separate um point because the anesthetists in the hospitals that uh, that we work at have said uh that they feel the risk is too high so i'm sorry about that that's uh that is an absolute contraindication that is a no to that one uh, what is 360 liposuction? Yeah, that people, a lot of people ask for 360 liposuction, and I and I throw it back and I say, look, what do you mean by 360 liposuction? Um, and and I think sometimes people say, well, I don't know, I just saw it on Instagram and I saw it in a 360 liposuction, you know, look really good. And I'm like, well, you know, by the nature of it, I'm assuming they're talking about doing liposuction all the way around, and um, maybe as a sole procedure, maybe under local insulation, maybe that's okay if you're kind of breathing for yourself. But most of the times I do liposuction to the to the trunk, I'm doing it with a tummy tuck. So it's rare to do just liposuction in, in my practice. I do it with a tummy tuck. So if I'm doing a tummy tuck, that's usually under a general anesthetic, which means you get put to sleep. And it's actually quite a big deal to turn you when you're asleep, when you're when you're under anesthetic. It's the anesthetist don't particularly like it. And so I don't do I don't turn people and I don't get right round to the back. So when I do liposuction or when I'm doing a tummy tuck, I do it to the hips and flanks, hips being this area here, flanks being that. So where my hands are, yeah? That's where I do it. I don't do it, but I don't get around the back there. Um, so yeah, I don't do 360 liposuction. I just do, I just do hips and flanks. I get as far as I can while you're lying on, a, on an operating table. Um, so what is so yeah what is i think i asked the question what is when when amy said to me someone wants three i said what do they mean by it so that's what i so i think it, i think i don't use the term because i don't particularly do it i just do hips and flanks i don't go all the way around to the back it's unusual to have a problem with the back not unheard of unusual uh, and again i guess it's not 100 percent. no you can turn during a tummy tuck because we do 360 tummy tucks so you can turn but it just increases the risk and usually the main benefit comes from the hips and flanks rather than right over the sort of back and the middle line of the back. I have lipedema. My BMI is 68. Can I have a tummy tuck? No, no, I wouldn't do that. Again, I think the, we had a 36 and I was sort of talking about it. It's, is that right? BMI is 68? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Um, I think the risks of doing a tummy tuck on you with the BMI is 68, that would be quite a, a, a niche thing and a niche doctor that would look after that and i'm not that doctor so uh, i think bmi 68 is too high uh for a tummy tuck unfortunately i'm afraid what do you think about liposuction on lower legs knees calves ankles do you do it at your clinic what do you think about liposuction on lower legs do you know a good doctor how would i find a good doctor to do it um yeah well the, the, the second part of the question is sort of answered the first part. I don't really do knees, calves, ankles. I, sometimes some people have a sort of 
a specific bulge just around the knee but calves and angle <coughs> ankles no i can't i can't I, I get it's surprising how often people ask for it actually um and i understand that some people don't like the shapes of their calves and their ankles and and want them to be contoured but i can't really uh give a good result with liposuction i think the amount of subcutaneous fat in that area is so small that if you were to uh, you know, there's a there's a risk of overdoing it and causing contour irregularities and making it look odd. And uh, it's not really something that I would do personally. Um, and, and I don't know a doctor who does it, to be quite honest with you. I'm, I, probably there are, but I don't know one. Um, I, I really don't. Um, can I have a tummy tuck if I have an ileostomy? Again, easy answer would be no. I would say that would, you know, kind of be a, a, an absolute contraindication and ileostomy um i mean never say never and you don't you 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 know you have to talk about a case-by-case -case basis but probably you'd have to have the ileostomy race recited so you'd have to have an, a general surgeon in theater um to put the ileostomy you know once you've done the, the tummy tuck to put the ileostomy in a, in a new piece of skin from from the tummy tuck um it's just adding a level of complexity that I would say would be too much um, personally. So I would say the easy answer is no. Could it technically be done? Well, yes, it could technically be done. But I think most people would be um, would be of the view that they would be less likely to do it in someone with a tummy tuck. So I would say for me, that's probably going to be talking about a, an absolute contraindication and ileostomy. Happy to talk to you about it. Well, I am. But uh, but I would say, generally speaking, no. Um, Gabrielle, Rebecca, can you do anything with the chest bone between the cleavage? No. Um, so presumably this is a, well, there's two problems that people get with the chest bone being the, between the cleavage. It's either too prominent or um, sort of indented. So it's called pectus excavatum or pex, pectus carinatum. So excavatum is is the sort of dent and carinatum is the, is the, um, is the sort of bowing out and um if you have a chest wall deformity in that regard then um then the answer is to go and see a thoracic surgeon so a specific surgeon who would who would look at the bony structure of your uh of your chest uh and they could do uh, bony surgery to correct that that might be an option and certainly if you're thinking of having breast implants i don't know why i'm assuming you are but that's just because that's most of the people i talk to are if you are assuming you're having uh, if you are thinking of having breast implants it's always best to look at potentially getting your chest wall deformity fixed first there are situations where plastic surgeons do uh, fix chest wall deformities in terms of the excavatum where there's a dent in that you can get a custom-made implant they can do an mri and and, uh, and make a custom implant to fill the chest wall uh, defect which is uh, in some ways easier surgery with less risks than the uh, actual bony surgery but this would have to be uh, discussed that's something that could potentially be done on the nhs i'd imagine it'd be quite expensive to do that privately I'm, I'm not sure whether the nhs would do it or not but they certainly did when i was there um getting that sort of thing fixed and you'd have to look at getting that fixed first if you didn't get that fixed um and you were considering implants you could still consider implants but if you have a chest wall deformity sometimes the breasts 
uh, problems with the breast can be accentuated. So, for instance, if you've got a prominent rib cage and your breast is pointing a little bit laterally, if you have them augmented, they can look like they're pointing even more laterally. So it can accentuate that defect. So that's something to be discussed preoperatively. Sometimes um, having a breast augmentation can take the eye away from a chest wall deformity between the cleavage. So it might make things less obvious, uh, but it's something that needs careful discussion. And it's great that you're bringing up the question before. You want to bring up that question before surgery rather than after surgery, having implants or whatever and saying, what about this? You haven't done that. So it's good to good to talk about that. Uh, oh, here we go. Now I'm going to jump Sarah because we got, I'm not going to jump Sarah. I'm going to jump over the question. Uh, NHS will touch me. I need to go private because it's not severe. Just no idea where to turn. If it's specifically your your rib, the, 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 the chest bone between the cleavage, that's the problem, Gabrielle. Uh, I would say a chest, a thoracic surgeon. So there are thoracic surgeons, a, you know, everyone's got specialized. Used to be cardiothoracic, now there's cardiac and thoracic. So a thoracic surgeon would be someone to, have to talk to. Your GP might be able to refer you to a private surgeon. If it's if you are asking the question in the context of wanting breast implants, then as I say, sometimes breast implants can help to make the problem less obvious sometimes i can make it more obvious as i say if the if there's a, a tilt in the in the shape of the breast um so you could talk to a plastic surgeon but um you, where you find one private gp well either gp or local private hospital if you live near a nuffield or a um circle or a bmi or a bmi i think bmi being bought by circle or spire or ramsey or one of the big hospital groups then um they will have cardiac surgery. Well, are you Birmingham? If you're Birmingham, the Priory, basically. If you're Birmingham, Gabrielle, the Priory in, in Edgbaston in Birmingham, um, just give the Priory a ring and um, and and they they will have cardi uh, thoracic surgeons there who will be able to give you some advice on to, you know, they, they, are, they, are, they, they exist and they're there, Gabrielle. Uh, uh, you, that, that's what I would do. Or your or your GP, um, but you know, good luck with that, Gabriel. But yeah, don't, don't don't despair. There there are doctors out there who treat that sort of thing. Um, Sarah, what you got? Hello. Can a seroma leave a bump or saggy skin where it was? As I had a large seroma, but it's gone. But where it was is not flat before I had the seroma. Uh, to a degree, certainly if it's been there a long time, Sarah. But I wouldn't lose hope because it might retract. It might get better. It might retract uh, in time. Um, so I wouldn't write it off well i don't know unless it was ages ago that you had it uh, drained but uh, it will stretch the skin to agree but it usually will um, and it might be that there's a bit, bit of seroma there you know that's why you've got why not not be fat because there's often flat because there's often a bit of residual seroma which will then get better on its own so you know if it's not that long ago that you had it drained then um you know don't don't lose hope there might be a bit of swelling bit of seroma still there a bit of, bit of spare skin which just takes time to retract so it should, it should hopefully it'll get better. Um, Christopher Frank Frank, I'm not sure. My may granddaughter have super morbidly obese wife have done. Is that another language, Christian, or is that you, you're autocorrect? Um, not, not not understanding that one. Um, Gabrielle, I ha I do want implants. Yeah, I've been told it might not be a good idea, though. No idea why. Well, as I say, Gabrielle, if you have a tilt to your chest wall and you've got small breasts, that not, might not be very obvious. But if your breasts are in, if you have breast implants and they're enlarged, the tilt might look worse, like a ship 
that slightly veers course and then the you know a couple of degrees off course if it's not gone far it doesn't look bad but when it's gone far it starts veering further and further off course i'm not sure if that's a good analogy but you know basically if you if your breasts if your chest walls tilted in augmentation can make that tilt look more obvious so that's why i think they're saying it might not be a good idea um so it's it's you know tilted either way so it is something that you need to have a um, have a think about prior to having um, having implants. My shit might sink. Yeah, your shit won't sink, Gabrielle. It'll just go. It'll go too far off course. That's the thing. Um, what's going on? Why are people joining now? We've got we've got the football on in a minute, right? Um, your shit won't sink, Gabrielle. But um, but it might. It yeah, it might accentuate the defect having implants. Is that all right? Come on, England, he says, with a Welsh flag. Come on. Right, let's go and watch the footy, shall we? Huh? Let's go. Um, any more Is that all right, Gabrielle? Good luck with that, Gabrielle. And if you burn me on, check out the Priory. Thanks, JJ. Enjoy the match. See you tomorrow at 5. I was going to say tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Corinne. Looking forward to it. And I'm going to check myself out. And uh, love you lots. See you next time. See you tomorrow, Corinne. And I'll see have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.